Hello everyone. Welcome to another Lightworks podcast. I'm your host Martha Newcomb and today's episode is the spirit of lust in introduction. When looking for a biblical theme, I was really praying to God about this and he led me to do um, this week's podcast on the spirit of lust. So during my time in prayer, I was like, okay, God, well, what is it that you want me to share? Because God always has a word for a specific season. And I began to ask God, you know, what is it that you want me to share about lust? And so it brought me to do an introduction because I'm talking to the seeker who is looking for the truth. I'm talking to the new believer and I'm talking to the mature Christian. And uh, one of the things about the spirit of lust is this misconception that it only has to do with sexual sin, but there's more to the spirit of lust than sex. And so God began to put it in my heart to really clarify what the spirit of lust is and to really address the misconception. Because you see what's happening in this world is that the enemy is desensitizing us. Yes, even Christians to the spirit of lust that we don't even recognize it in ourselves at times. Remember that the enemy knows he can't come at us with the things of the world. So what he has to do is he has to repackage it in a way to deceive Christians. So it was important for me to do this introduction to kind of give you an idea of the different ways the enemy comes at us because he comes at everybody different. But so that you would be aware of the forms in which he comes. I also will be doing a podcast for the woman because the Lord has given me a specific word for women in the church. And it is a timely word because of everything that's going on when it comes to women. Um, it is important for me to discuss everything that we are seeing now within the world, especially when it comes to um, sexual abuse, sex trafficking, and things of that nature. But I will be addressing the spirit of lust. <clears throat> so we're going to be doing that. And then my husband will be working and addressing the men and how lust comes after men. And then later we will go over how lust infiltrates the body as a whole. So we have a lot planned for this week. Um, We have been praying and studying, getting ready for this. And I hope that you will find clarity and that it will build your discernment when it comes to lust so that you can recognize it in your own life and so that you can um, overcome it. So with that said, let's get in. 
I want to start with this story to give you a, a better understanding of the battle that's going on within each of us. So here it goes. A Native American Christian went to a missionary for counsel. He was very much troubled by the spiritual conflict going on within his heart. He wanted to do what God wanted him to do, but he was frequently disobeying God. He found that he was prone to do evil things, and even as he did before, he became a Christian. The native described this conflict within himself as a dogfight. He said to the missionary, It is as though I have a black dog and a white dog inside me fighting each other constantly. The black dog, he explained, re represented evil and the white dog represented good. The missionary asked him, Which dog wins the fight within you? After several moments of silence, the native said, the dog that wins is the one I feed and the dog that loses is the one I starve. So something I want you to think about during this podcast is what dog will you be feeding today? The spirit or the flesh? Another thing I want you to think about and remember is that yesterday is the past. Tomorrow is not promised. So you must choose what you will feed today. Um, today's reading is in Galatians chapter 5, verse, verses 16 to 26. But before I, I start, I want to say we're going to be going over a couple of things. We are going to be going over the spiritual battle between the flesh and the spirit and what that has to do with lust. Okay, so that we're going to go over what lust actually is, that we're going to transition into the forms of lust and then some biblical application to help you overcome the flesh and the lust of the flesh. So starting in verse 16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I'm going to stop there because I want to go over a couple of points with you. First is walking in the Spirit keeps us from gratifying the desires of the flesh. Then the desires of the flesh opposes those of the Spirit. The desires of the Spirit opposes those of the flesh. Then it is a constant battle that keeps us from doing the things we need to do as Christians. We as Christians act under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and not under the law. So what I want you to understand is, is I want you to think of the flesh and the spirit kind of like a tug of war. One is trying to pull you towards the things of this world and one is trying to pull you towards the things of God. So they oppose each other. Okay, they don't agree with one another. So what you have to understand is that it comes down to a choice whether you're going to choose to follow God or you're going to choose to follow your own desires. Okay? Now, we're going to get into what the flesh is. Because we're going to talk about the works of the flesh. And we're going to start in verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident. 
sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, verse 21, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I think that's pretty straightforward there. Now we're going to go to verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. What it means by crucify the flesh means you put to death those things. Okay? You're not going to let them have power over you. You're going to basically kill them off. Now in verse 25, it says, if we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So I know this seems like a lot, but I'm going to break them down into three different things. Okay. First is that The works of the flesh are identified here. We can recognize them and see them here. Okay. Then there is the fruit of the spirit. When you see the word spirit with a capital S, that's referring to the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Okay. And this is the fruit of somebody's character. Okay. So Jesus says in the Bible, you will know them by their fruit. This is an important brothers and sisters because this is a fruit of somebody's character okay and it's something that must be consistent okay not one time they showed it here one time they displayed it there no it has to be consistent throughout their life okay so what we need to understand here is that The works of the flesh, okay, are sinful. They're sinful. The fruit of the spirit, the the fruit of the spirit, that represents Christ. The fruit of the spirit help us to emulate Christ because these are characteristics of Christ, okay? So the fruit of our character needs to emulate Christ. In other words, we need to be like Christ. So the fruit of the spirit need to be evident in our life. People need to be able to see that in us. And that comes with the help of the Holy Spirit because he's the one doing the work in us. Then in verse 25 and 26, it talks about living in the spirit and to, it says, I like how it says it here. Let us keep in step with the spirit. Again, that consistency. We have to be consistent in being led by the spirit. Not a little. It has to be consistent. It's got to be daily. And then in verse 26, it says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. In other words, don't be so prideful and elevating yourself making it about you and all the good things God's doing for you and all the talents you have, you know. Don't be arrogant. 
Because what it causes people, it provokes people to be envious of you. Like if I were to tell people, oh yeah, look at all the great things God's doing in my life, it might provoke them to envy and I don't want to do that. So we really need to walk in humility and we need to make sure that we are being led by the Spirit of God. So now that we know there is a spiritual battle going on inside us between the flesh and the spirit, what exactly is lust? Well, first, lust is an object of desire. Lust, okay, drives us to desire things of this world, okay? It's like a magnet. It's pulling us towards things of the flesh, Second, it resides in the heart because that is the center of all moral forces. So in our heart, we have godly desires and we have carnal desires. These desires are the desires we had before we knew God. Okay, now that we have God, the Holy Spirit is transforming us, changing our hearts. So now our hearts are drawing towards God, causing us to desire things that are pleasing to God, things that align with his word. Basically to the point that we no longer want to serve our own will, but we want to do the will of our father in heaven. Okay. Then third, it has an appetite for sin. This is what you have to understand because lust is an object of desire. Okay. It draws us towards sin. Okay? It, it won't have us do something that God wants us to do. It will drive us towards disobedience to God. Because its appetite is for sin. This is why our flesh is in constant battle with the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit's appetite or desire. Okay? is for holiness, for holiness and for reverence for God, okay? So there's a sanctification process happening within us when we get saved. See, what's happening is the Holy Spirit is driving us to walk in holiness, meaning that it's drawing us away from sin and causing us to want to be obedient to God. So there's a pull to walk in obedience to God when we are being led by the Spirit. It's causing us to walk in line with God's Word. Okay? It helps us to have reverence for God. And what reverence for God means is that we acknowledge God. We acknowledge who God is And we honor and respect his authority. And we do that through our obedience to him and through our worship to him. Okay? So that reverence, it has nothing to do with being scared of God, but recognizing his authority. Okay? And honoring and respecting him. Okay? That we want to do his will. Because we understand that he is our creator and that we need him. 
Now, to help you understand that the desires come from our heart, we can look at Psalms 37 verse 4 where it states, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So the desires again come from our heart. So the flesh, the flesh inside you has desires. But God also places desires within you that lead you towards his will for your life. So it's no longer about your, your own will. It's about God's will being done in you. Okay. So we're going to transition now. Because we learned about the battle between the flesh and the spirit. And we know now what lust is, right? It's an object of desire. Okay. And its appetite is for sin. Now I want to talk about the forms of lust. Because like I said, there's a misconception of what lust is. Every time you know, I run into somebody, people think lust only has to do with sexual sin. And that's not the case. So there are many ways in which the world tempts us with lust. But the word of God breaks them down into three forms. In 1 John 2.16, it states... For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of this life, come not from the Father, but from the world. So here we see three different forms of lust. There's the lust of the flesh. This refers to the sensual pleasures, like drugs, sexual sin, alcohol, things of that nature. Then there's the lust of the eyes. This refers to covetousness or envy wanting what somebody else has. Christians, listen to this, wanting what the world has to offer. You see that? Coveting the things of this world. An example of this is we see this with adultery. A man or a woman coveting somebody else's husband or wife And then adultery happens. So covetousness, lust of the eyes. Then there's pride of life. This is another way of saying fame or glory, self-exaltation, okay? This can also be a lust for power. So as you see, there's three different forms. And everybody is tempted differently because... Not everybody is tempted by the same forms of lust. For others, some are stronger than others, okay? But it's important for you to know the three types of lust because then you could recognize it in your own life. So to review, we learned about the spiritual battle between the flesh and the spirit, both having their own appetites or desire for different things. The flesh has an appetite for sin that leads to death and the spirit has an appetite for holiness and reverence for God that leads to a more abundant life and eternal life. So again, the spirit is constantly working in us as Christians. However, we still have to choose if we're going to walk in obedience to God or if we just, we're just going to submit to our flesh. 
For example, I could either choose to cuss somebody out in my moment of anger or I will do what the Bible says and I will practice self-control. It's a choice. So it is important for you to feed your spirit so that your spirit will be the one leading you. Because if you feed your flesh, your flesh will end up leading you. And trust me, it's not going to be any place good. So it is important for you to recognize how lust is operating in your life so that you know not to feed it. Okay? Because you want to make sure that you're doing what God wants you to do and that you're walking in, in the fruit of the Spirit so that you can walk in obedience to God. <clears throat> So, now that we know what we need to do, okay, we need to feed the spirit and we need to starve the flesh. How does that happen? How can we feed our spirit? I want to make this very clear to you, brothers and sisters. The answer is not complicated. It's the discipline in doing it. I'm going to say that again. The answer is not complicated. It's the discipline in doing it. You have to discipline yourself to do this every day. Remember, you have to be consistent. Going back to... um. Verse 25 in Galatians chapter 5, it says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. We have to keep in step with the Spirit. Well, how do we do this? I'm going to tell you, and it's not complicated. It's fellowship with God. <clears throat> what it comes down to is you having fellowship with God daily. That is how you feed your spirit. <clears throat> and you do it. In three different ways. It's through prayer. It's through reading and studying your word. And it's through obedience. I did a video um, a while back on, on Solomon. Um, it's actually a podcast as well. It's called Pride Before a Fall. You can check it out later if you want. And I talk about Solomon. And how Solomon had all the wisdom. He had understanding. He had a largeness of heart and he still fell. Why? Because he chose not to obey. See, it's not enough to have wisdom. Okay? It's not enough to have gifts and talents and to depend on that. You need to depend on God. Okay? And therefore, you need to pray and you need to read and study his word. It's not just enough to read the word. We need to study it. Just like if you went to college or you went to school, you studied a certain subject. You took notes. You did your research. I mean, you really dug deep into your subject. Well, you are supposed to apply that same amount of diligence, even greater in your studying of the word. 
Because the word of God, it's, it's what feeds your spirit. It's what helps you to detect deception. It strengthens your discernment. It exposes the works of the enemy in your life. But you will not know it until you read and study your word, brothers and sisters. Prayer is how you speak to God. But then you need to read your word and study it so God can speak to you. So he could speak into your heart. Okay. And third is we need to walk in obedience. We have to walk in obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not obey my commands? This is important. What good is it for me to know the Bible if I'm not going to do it? We have to read and study the word and we got to make time for prayer. We got to make these things a priority in our life. Okay. We have to make it a priority or else our flesh is going to take over. That's what I said. You can't go by what you did yesterday. You can't go by, oh, tomorrow I'll do it. Tomorrow I'll change. No, today. You need to tell yourself today. Am I going to let my flesh lead or am I going to let my spirit lead? So again, fellowship with God, prayer, reading your word, and walking in obedience. So my question for you, this is something when I counsel people, I ask them because me and my husband, we have a recovery ministry. So we work with people who are struggling in specific sins. Everybody's different, like I said. And this is the, these are the questions I ask them and I'm going to ask you the same thing. Okay. Because if you answer no to any of these, it might be one of the reasons why you're struggling. Okay. Because you have to be strong in these areas or else you're not properly armored. And it leaves you vulnerable and open for the enemy to attack you. Okay. And this is how lust creeps in. Because we are not properly armored. Therefore, when you pray, when you read and study your word, and you walk in obedience, the enemy has to flee. The enemy has to flee because it says in the word, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. If you submit to God and resist the enemy, the Bible's clear. He has to go. But if you're not walking in fellowship with God, you're going to be vulnerable to attack. So my questions for you today, and I want you to be honest with yourself, and you and God know the, the answer. So really think about this. And I'm talking about today, so whatever time of the day you're watching it, listening to this I want you to think if you did any of these things today did you feed your spirit today by praying think about it did you give prayer time today did you make time for prayer did you give God time because we are called to see God daily did you feed your spirit by reading and studying God's word today? We are called to renew our minds in Christ. 
And part of this is through knowing his word so that we will know the truth and so that we are able to discern. And remember, this is how he speaks to us. And third, today are you walking in the spirit? Are you obeying what God has written in his word? Because that's what it comes down to. You have to feed your spirit. That is how you crucify the flesh. Is by feeding your spirit through fellowship with God. You have to make time for prayer. You have to make time for reading and studying your word. And you have to walk in obedience. Remember, the fruit of the spirit is the fruit of the spirit evident in your life. And remember, remember the two dogs in the beginning of this podcast. Which dog is leading your life today? The black dog or the flesh or the white dog, the spirit? Which will you feed and which will you starve? The choice is yours. You decide. Thank you so much for listening to to today's podcast. I know it might have been difficult, but it was important. Just know that if this is you, if you said no to any of these, that God is a forgiving God. And it says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means if you go to God and tell God, you know what, God, I'm sorry. Because I haven't had fellowship with you and I haven't been feeding my spirit. And I, and I ask that you forgive me. And God will forgive you. He is faithful. He will cleanse you. But you also... When you repent to God, that means you're going to turn away from your sin. That means you're going to do your best to walk in the spirit. That means you have to feed your spirit. You need to pray. You need to read and study your word. And you need to walk in obedience. And there you will feed your spirit. And it will help you to walk in the spirit. One of the things I pray for myself is I said, Lord, help me to lose the desires or appetite for the things of this world and help me to gain it for things that please you, things that align with your word. You know, as we grow in God and God's working things out in our life, all of a sudden, the people we used to hang out with, we won't want to hang out with them anymore. We won't have the desire to do the things we used to do because God begins to Show us that those things are no good for us. And then we will lose our appetite for those things. Because when we draw closer to God, we will see how the things of God produces life in us. And we'll draw towards those things. But it starts 
when we feed our spirit. So please today take out, take some time for God and have fellowship with him and you will be blessed. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. I will talk to you all later. God bless.